This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you inside Disney. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Y'all, I'm having a very Disney week, by the way, of like being a fan, but also being a cast member because tomorrow, Friday, July 31st, on Radio Disney, my interview with the Muppets is finally going to air. So I'm so excited. So you guys can see my chat with Walter. Uh, yes, and it's the day that the show premieres right this weekend i also got to hang out with some of the stars of upside down magic of course the new decom airing tomorrow night on disney channel we were hanging out on instagram and speaking of that our upcoming guests we're very excited about vicky lewis broadway and tv actress and co-star of disney channel's upside down magic so you're gonna hear a lot more about the movie coming up and wow. of course, plays Flo and Deb in Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Yes. yes. We have to ask her. her about that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Guys, I've been on a real Kitchen Nightmares kick. It's like my new AFV. Sorry, AFV. Kitchen oh, Nightmares boy. is where it's at now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're spending such quality time. Yeah. Quality <laughs> it really makes me appreciate my favorite restaurants even more. It seems extremely difficult to run a restaurant up to Gordon Ramsay's standards. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, speaking of other good things you can stream and watch, Emmy Awards were just announced this week. Yay! For the complete list, you can visit d23.com, but I think we all did a huge cheer. Mandalorian got 15 nominations. Woo! Amazing, including original drama series. And then some of the other Disney nominations included a handmaid's tale from hulu mrs america from fx on hulu and fx the oscars of course were on abc little fires everywhere which i loved from hulu pose on fx forky asked a question so freaking funny world according to jeff goldblum and the fabulous angela bassett got a nomination for her narration of the imagineering story and tracy ellis ross and anthony anderson both got nominations for their roles on blackish and that's just a few of the very 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 cool nominations so head to d23 for the complete list wow well speaking of stellar series love in the time of corona is a two-night limited series event that's airing Saturday, August 22nd and Sunday, August 23rd on Freeform, but all the episodes are also going to be available on Hulu the following day. So talk about Timely, you guys. This is a four-part series, and it follows four different stories, all about the search for love and connection during this time of quarantine. So starting from the early days of staying at home through the events that reignited the Black Lives Matter movement, this series truly like covers it all. There's actually a teaser trailer that was released this week on YouTube. Yep. And what's really cool about this show is thanks to the magic of remote technology, it was all shot in the cast's actual homes, which is what? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs That's a amazing. set when you've got a house? Right. The quality of the trailer, it does not look like it was just, you know, someone shooting on an iPhone. It looks really Honestly, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a soundstage. It looks amazing. 
And the um, cast is incredible. We've got Leslie Odom Jr., who we now know and love from Hamilton, Gil and Ava Bellows, L. Scott Caldwell, Nicolette Robinson, Tommy Dorfman, Rainey Qualley, and Raya Kilstedt. So it's very star-studded, very exciting. Can't wait. Yes. So last weekend, lots of exciting news from Comic-Con at home. There's a full wrap-up, again, on G23.com for anyone who wants the full story. But some of the fun highlights on the Phineas and Ferb cast did a great panel where they debuted Such a Beautiful Day, the opening song performed by, by Ashley Tisdale. And we all got a chance to maybe sneak peek the whole movie, and I loved it. I'm such a huge <laughs> Phineas and Ferb fan. Me too. And we also got a first look at The Right Stuff, which is the first scripted series from National Geographic. That's going to premiere this fall. I think we've mentioned this one on the show before, but it tells the story of America's first astronauts, the Mercury 7, the early days of the U.S. space program. And I'm super excited about this one, guys. Yep. And it co-stars Colin O'Donohue, who is one of my super faves from Once Upon a Time. Yeah, you can see the full panel and the clip of the film on d23.com, of course. And shout out, I actually went to college with Patrick Fischler, who also is in the show. So my, my Ooh, cool. Patrick wow. is in that. And you guys know I'm a huge Marvel fan. Marvel debuted the new trailer for Hellstrom, their new horror show. It's supernatural and superpower, and it takes place a bit in the Ghost Rider universe. Mm. And the show is going to debut on Hulu on October 16th, but you can see the trailer now on d23.com or on, on Hulu's YouTube as well. And then, of course, we are big Star Wars Galaxy's Edge fans. Yes. And... Uh, during the uh, Lucasfilm publishing panel, they, they unveiled a few titles, including uh, Shadow of Vader's Castle, which is a 30-page one-shot comic coming in October, and the relaunch of the comic series Star Wars Adventures, and the art of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where they gave an exclusive look at some of the visual development behind Galaxy's Edge. Really cool stuff all coming out from publishing. Very Very cool. Well, guys, it is actually time to celebrate because it's International Friendship Day today, July 30th. Happy International Friendship Day. I'm glad you're my friends. Me too. You guys may have seen kind of the countdown. Disney launched this global campaign called Mickey and Friends. Stay true, of course, inspired by the sensational six, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Goofy, and Pluto. It's all celebrating their iconic friendship that has spanned over several decades so basically you're invited to shout out your friends thank them for staying true through social media challenges there's free digital activations you can check out the hashtag mickey friends stay true and for the countdown we had yara shahidi Gigi hadid and chance the rapper helping to kick off the campaign so they posted some stuff celebrating their best friends you may have seen on good morning america and live with kelly and ryan they aired special messages encouraging their viewers to participate so that's really cool i'm also into the cool product collabs that have gone along with this campaign so there's collabs with adidas kellogg's ray-ban and ShopDisney.com is also offering up to 40% on Mickey and Friends merchandise. So you guys should check that out. There's also a Stay True playlist happening through August 2nd. And this whole campaign is going to go through Friendsgiving in November. So you can follow at Mickey True Original. And of course, the hashtag Mickey Friends Stay True on Instagram. 
Happy International Friendship Day, guys. Yay. Aww. How cute. I'm sure that your gift to us just got lost in the mail canvas. Um. <laughs> it's coming from shopdisney.com. There's just a delay, you know, delay in shipping. Sometime uh, between now and Friendsgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You all both know, I, not only do I love Marvel, I was going to say, you know how I love Marvel because I already said that, but <laughs> you know I love a Disney cruise. There's really nothing more that I You do? Uh, I've uh, missed yeah. you talking about a Disney cruise. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so the Disney Parks blog unveiled the complete performance of Tangled the Musical, which I have had the great pleasure of seeing several times aboard the Disney Magic. It is this great musical that expands the the songs from Tangled. Uh, it is a live stage show, The Mother Gothel. Her voice is just beyond amazing. So you can watch the entire show all of it's magical, seeing the light splendor um, on the Disney Parks blog. So cool. tune in, wow. watch it, love it. <laughs> well, guys, it's almost Labor Day, which means it's almost Halloween, which means <laughs> stay with me. It's almost Thanksgiving, which means it's officially the holidays. Yay! Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in July. I just yeah. want to go to the beach for five minutes before we start talking about Christmas, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just got a first look at all the new holiday-themed products that are coming soon to Disney Parks and ShopDisney.com and the Ooh. Disney Store. Here comes the list. I'm checking it twice. Bring it, bring it. What are your must-have items? What do we need to know? <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. First up, <laughs> we've got the Disney Parks Holiday Collection. This collection is actually gingerbread themed and coming from someone who, not to brag, was friends with gingerbread man number three in Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade in Walt Disney World back in 2013. This theme Whoa. is like a big deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. There's a Minnie Mouse ear headband that I've got my eye on and also a baking set. Very cute. And then next up, Jeffrey, I feel like you especially will really like this. It's the Disney Parks Vintage Christmas Collection. Ooh, and you know it. You know. Yeah, it's a variety of retro-inspired merch, like this really cute classic pine cone ornament with Mickey and Pluto decorating a tree and Aww. a reversible throw blanket. Yes, love talking about blankets in the heat of, heat of the <laughs> summer. <laughs> Uh, there is a lot of ornament collections, including the Disney Sketchbook Ornament Fairy Tale Moments Collection, featuring some of my favorite princesses. The Sketchbook Ornament Legacy Collection, which is celebrating 50 years of the Aristocats, 80 Aww. years of Fantasia, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, it's been 25 years this year <gasps> since Toy Story. Wow. Yeah. And of course, it's not the holidays without an advent calendar. The 2020 Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar is also coming out this year. And behind each of the 24 doors, there is a Star Wars Lego surprise. Maybe it's a buildable starship. Maybe it's Darth Vader in a Christmas sweater. You'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Darth Vader in a Christmas please, sweater. Please, please be Darth Vader in a yes. Christmas sweater. Yes, please. <laughs> And of course, last but certainly not least, there is the deluxe hardcover book called Holiday Magic at the Disney Parks, which features nearly 1900 photos of the holidays at the parks around the world. And it's co-authored by our pal Becky Klein. Yay. Cool. Wow. That's a lot. It is I... a lot. I think I need to take a Oy. big sip of cocoa after that. My voice is getting all crackly. <laughs> <laughs> 
And in even more jolly news, guys, we've got to talk about Alan Menken. Yeah. I mean, I'm always happy to talk about Alan Menken. <laughs> well, Alan has now achieved EGOT status, meaning he is part of the elite circle of folks who've won the Emmy and the Grammy and the Oscar and the Tony Awards. Mm. And to add prestige to the prestige, he is also now part of the Legot Club because he's a Disney legend. Yeah. yeah. So congrats to Alan. He won a daytime Emmy for a song he composed with Glenn Slater for Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. It's called Waiting in the Wings and it was honored as outstanding original song in a children's young adult or animated program. So only 16 people ever have reached EGOT status and as for LEGOT status, only three people have achieved that. So Candace and Jeffrey, I'm going to have you guess who the other two are, but I'm going to give you some hints. I okay. was there for the first one, so I, I we made a big deal about it at the, at the Disney Legend ceremony. Let's, let's put your memory to the test. Okay, one of them rhymes with Shuppy Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes! Oh, <laughs> Amazing. And uh, the other one, it uh, rhymes with Sir Jim Dice. I mean... Take this one, Jeffrey. <laughs> Sir Jim Rice. Yeah. Sure, you're yeah. terrible at this game. I mean, I... <laughs> you guys just really know your Disney stuff. <laughs> we we do, especially when you shrine it so well. <laughs> yes. Also, you know, we should note Alan plays a big role in the upcoming Disney Plus documentary Howard about the life of his yeah. writing partner Howard Ashman. Mm -hmm. um and you guys know what time it is now do we what time is it it's time for five fantastic things brought to you by d23 for the complete list and more details visit d23.com oh nice you get shivers you get chills don't you i know every time (laughs) (laughs) well first up on friday july 31st incredibles 2 or as i like to call it the jack jack versus raccoon movie that scene may be one of my favorite scenes from a movie ever it is yeah so i would watch two hours of that i'll probably <laughs> yes. fast forward to that scene and then go back and start from the beginning yes yeah. yes well also on the same day friday july 31st national geographic documentary films is going to release academy award-winning director ron howard's rebuilding paradise it's going to release in more than 70 markets nationwide it's also in select drive-ins and individual cinemas so if you guys want to check out the full list it's at films.nationalgeographic.com rebuilding paradise tells the story of paradise california and how they work together to heal from that devastating firestorm back in 2018 Mm. so look for that one uh also something to watch this weekend august 1st big city greens on disney channel the episode friend con sherry o'terry is a guest star on this episode by the way so that's a really good reason to watch (laughs) i love sherry me too oh thanks guys Um, (laughs) oh yes (laughs) yes that's totally what i was Mm -hmm. talking about yeah also on august 1st fx will be showing hidden figures which one of my favorite movies of 2016 Loved it so much. Nominated for Academy Awards and Golden Globes. It, and I assume everyone knows what it's about. But 
It is focused on the Black mathematicians at NASA who were instrumental in the space race. So cool. I've been wanting to see that. Janelle Monet, Taraji P. Hansen, Octavia Spencer, like, I feel like they could be like a superhero trio and I would totally watch that. Totally. Absolutely. Well, to cap off the weekend, on Sunday, August 2nd, we've got a National Geographic special. It's called Shark vs. Surfer, and it's a one-hour Shark Fest special reliving some of the most harrowing of Shark vs. Surfer stories from the world's deadliest shark-infested surf beaches. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that so... sounds like a light, frothy musical comedy if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, it's a feel-good feel good show. Something for everyone um, this weekend. Totally. Indeed. Yeah, so once and for all, Nat Geo is answering the question, are we really in danger? Wild guess, but it sounds like yes. At least the surfers are. I mean... (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) We're going to need a bigger boat. All right. Well, based on the New York Times best-selling children's book of the same name, Upside Down Magic follows two best friends, Nori and Reina, as they begin their journey at the Sage Academy for Magical Studies. But while Reina's expert ability sends her to the head of the class, Nori's wonky magic and proclivity for turning herself into a dritten, that is a half-kitten, half-dragon, lands her in a class for those of upside-down magic. And it's a group for whom the headmaster of the school has no fondness. And today we have that headmaster with us. She's well known to audiences for her role as Beth on News Radio, and she's starred in many Broadway shows, including most recently Anastasia. And for Disney, she's appeared on shows like Grey's Anatomy, The Middle, and Austin and Allie. Now she's casting a spell over Upside Down Magic. Welcome to the show, Vicki Lewis. Woo-hoo! Oh my gosh, that was exciting. <laughs> Sherry, your voice is very um, ASMR-y. Do you know what that is, ASMR? Oh, it is. Right? <laughs> no, what, what is that? ASMR, it's, wow, I start out right away with just the crazy part of myself. Um, <laughs> ASMR is, I didn't know what it was either, but one day a friend of mine was making this like noise, like on his little piano top and I was like oh my god what's that noise I'm I'm going into a trance and he goes oh you must be ASMR person I was like what and ASMR is if you look online there are people who spend 45 minutes like making sounds with their voice and, <laughs> and they put you into a trance there's different versions of it but that's what Sherry's voice did to me and I just think oh my gosh that, that is yeah. So kind. (laughs) Thank you. Glad that you know what it is. It's a compliment. (laughs) Well, you're all the way off track, so I apologize. That's all good. That is that is okay. We are going to talk about the movie. Don't worry. Okay. Um, For those of you who haven't seen Upside Down Magic, your character, Headmaster Night Slinger, she's hilarious. She's over the top. She's also a fabulous dresser with even more fabulous hair. So how does someone audition for a role like that? You know, it's so wild. I got the audition and I taped it in my studio apartment in New York City because I was there doing Anastasia. And I read it and then I just went, wait a minute, I think her hair's weird, Uh, you know. And I made this sort of sad version of what you see in the movie. I like, I piled it all on top and, and I put on a strange buttoned up shirt and actually those glasses that you see me wear sometimes in the film. And 
I hate to say I created her from within, but (laughs) I sort of did. And I sent it away and I had so much fun with it. And I kept playing with the angles and I thought, well, I'll never get this. This is so much fun. And those are the ones that you get. And then I had a call with the director and we talked for like five minutes and he was like, oh, fabulous. That's all I needed to see. And so then it happened so easy and so naturally. It just was a culmination of let me just put it this way. Doing a Disney film is a fantastic thing for a theater person because you get to walk this theatrical line that is kind of perfect for somebody like me. So it's a little bigger than life, but it's still right for the, you know, the medium. And it's, it's just fabulous fun is really what it is. And, you know, I did also years ago for Disney Den Brother, and I had, I've had so much fun on all the Disney projects because it is a little theatrical, and I think that's sort of my wheelhouse. Hmm. Well, Headmaster Night Slinger isn't very, how do I put this, nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> so did you, find yourself, <laughs> yeah. did you find yourself kind of overcompensating for her mannerisms when the cameras weren't rolling. I wanted everyone to know that wasn't who I was. Very early on, I was planting (laughs) seeds of kindness wherever I went. Let me get you a water. You seem warm. Want to have dinner? And then, and I didn't want to scare the children, of course. So I was playing around with them and, you know, I would joke around with them and then I would be like, this is the part where I yell at you, but I don't mean it. (laughs) So She's a stern one. And I have to say, I saw the movie and I've made a lot of movies and I've done a lot of Disney projects and I thought I knew what to expect on this and I thought I would love it. This is a beautifully done film. This Mm -hmm. film looks gorgeous. We're telling the story beautifully, just the way it's shot. I absolutely fell in love with this movie and... I just wanted to throw that out because, and I was watching it with my husband and I thought, oh, well, he's just being polite. And then I went to bed and I think he watched it again. And, yeah. And so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I think the movie is incredibly special. And I do think that Headmaster Nightslinger is very frightening on purpose because I think she lives in fear that what once happened to that academy will happen again. And it was a truly frightening thing, Mm -hmm. you know, that this dark magic will take over. And so I do think underneath it all, she is being protective of the school, although all of those special children get thrown under the bus in the process. And the thing I love about the movie, of course, is that the special kids, the interesting children, you know, are the ones that win in the end because they discover that, what is special about them is what makes them different. And it's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the children, the saying does go, never work with animals or children. And yet here you are working with children, animals, and children who transform into animals. So what was that like? You know, I, it's so funny. I did the stage show Billy Elliot and there were lots of kids, but they were like a lot smaller. I also did Annie on stage and that kid thing kind of can be a real thing where you're like, oh dear, you know, (laughs) the children, but these kids are, well, they're in that movie for a reason. They're incredibly mature for their age. And I actually was 
kind of obsessed with who they were. I mean, they were constantly entertaining. They were very bright. And so, you know, the greatest thing that would happen to me in the course of a working day is that I could get them to laugh at my jokes. You know, I was trying to impress (laughs) them. No, these kids were great. And also, I didn't see as much of them as it might seem. I think Scriff's character was mostly in the pocket with them. And so when I did see them, it was such a great surprise and we had such fun and God, I loved those kids. Those kids are great to work with and they're really special and they're really talented. It's true. Mm. Oh, it really shows. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the magic in the movie because the magical powers kind of break down into essentially flight, telekinesis, conjuring fire and transforming into animals like Jeffrey said. So if you could have one of those powers, which one would it be? Because I was thinking, like, which one would I want to go with? You know, well, multiple. I know. I would. Wa- I would want to. I would want to see what each one of those was like once, probably. Mm. I don't know. I've That's started right. enough fires in my life. <laughs> I've, I've thrown enough. Metaphorically things. speaking, we hope. <laughs> Metaphorically, I don't start fires accidentally. <laughs> cooking fires, things of that nature. I've thrown enough things. I have lots of pets. I think I would choose flight. Yeah, I think I would choose flight. I've had a few dreams. Here's where it goes. You can just cut this out. Like, it's a little bit like Vicky. That's a little weird. But <laughs> I've, in years gone by, like, through my life, I'm 60 years old. I've had dreams where I fly. And I'm flying over places that seem like Europe or otherworldly. And yet, while I'm flying, I know what the place is. Like, I've been to all the places I'm flying over. It's very strange. Hmm. It's a completely other conversation and a different channel. (laughs) So I would love to know what that really is like. Do you know what I mean? Because I get Mm -hmm. a sense of it in my dreams and now it's gone crazy. But I think I would pick flying. Yeah. I like that one. (laughs) I don't think it would be comfortable to transform into another animal. That must hurt, (laughs) right? Well, I mean, like in some movies, it looks painful. But in Upside Down Magic, it looked like, woohoo, no problem. Yeah, yeah. She has fun doing it in her bedroom mirror. So that might be another one to pick. (laughs) Yeah. So, so while like TV audiences may know you best for news radio, as we discussed prior to the interview, I have been a huge fan since I first saw you on Broadway. And your most recent Broadway credit was a musical that recently became a part of the Disney family, Anastasia. That was such a beloved animated film. What was it Mm -hmm. like being a part of the musical, the stage production? Well, I had done, you know, some Broadway shows early on in my career, and then I had sort of veered to television and I was hoping and waiting and trying for a few years, more than a few years, to get back to Broadway. And so when I got that job, it was a dream come true for me. And being in New York City and being in Anastasia for a year and three months was the best time I've ever had in my life. It was so magical to me, and I had missed being in New York and on Broadway for so long. The story was beautiful. The scenes were, you know, the sets and the costumes were were insanely gorgeous, and the cast was incredibly kind. And, you know, it's not easy always to come into something that's been running a year, mm-hmm. and they were out of town together a year before that, And so they've established this family and they were so welcoming and I had such fun. So, yeah. And, you know, not to go, but I'm so grateful that happened right before this coronavirus hit Mm -hmm. because I got to I got to have that one more time 
you know, at the very least. And I was set to open in a new off-Broadway show called Between the Lines, which is based on Jody Picoult's best-selling novel, Between the Lines. And we were set to start rehearsal in March off-Broadway. You know, the thing hit right before we started. So mm-hmm. I got a lot in before before this long, unintended break. Mm. But it was great to do that show. It was fabulous. Well, knowing your musical theater background, if you could pick one Disney song to sing, which would it be? (laughs) Okay, one Disney song. Oh, well, they're all hits. I mean, oh my gosh. That's a tricky one. I went to school with Flaherty and Aarons, Lynn Aarons and Steve Flaherty, who wrote the music for Anastasia. And of course, Once on this Island. And so I would probably pick one of their songs because I know them and they're so gifted. Have they done a Disney yet? I don't think so. I mean, now technically Anastasia, but that Well, I will tell you, this is an interesting story. So I would probably pick this just to get out of my system, even though I'm way too old to sing it now. The song from Little Mermaid. So when I was living in New York, I auditioned for that. And it was really early on in animation. I think that was the first big animation hit. It was like we call it the the, the second golden age of animation. It was really it really ushered in a whole new yeah. new uh, wave of animation popularity, especially for Disney. Absolutely, and so that's a window into how old I am. But I auditioned for that, <laughs> and I sang that song for Alan Menken and the team maybe four or five times, mm. and it got down to that woman, Jody Benson, who's fantastic and I'm glad she got it, and myself and probably a few other people I didn't see there. And so I got so close to that that I always, and I loved that song, and so I would pick that song. I would pick that song for sure. Yeah, um, part of your world, I like it. Part of your world, yep. Well, you've yeah. also been a part of two of the biggest animated movies of all time, playing Deb <laughs> and her maybe not so really their sister Flo in Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. So what was that experience like? And more importantly, do you still find yourself having conversations with your reflection? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly have that conversation for kids on planes who are crying to help their parents. Aww. I know. I get asked to do that character, those characters for people in real life more than I think I've been asked to do anything else. It's a great story. I had auditioned for A Bug's Life. Hmm. And it's funny, we were all doing news radio and Dave Foley had gone in and I had gone in and a few other people. And Dave, of course, was cast in it. And then years later, I got a call to do Finding Nemo. And it turns out they had saved my voice from when I had auditioned for A Bug's Life because they liked it. I know it sounds strange to me too, but they kept playing it and waiting to find a place for it. You had an ASMR effect clearly on them. I just wanted to keep hearing your voice. Well, no, it was Pixar, excuse me. And literally, I mean, I was cast, I was flown up there and treated like a queen and went to all their magical artist stations where they work in San Francisco and shown a piece of the movie on the big screen in their workplace which is like a whole little city unto itself and I was there for maybe four hours and then I went home and I never saw anybody else I didn't act with anybody else and then I was at the premiere and I thought oh this is so cute and we're all this is fun it's an and then I sat down and I watched it and it was 
overwhelmingly beautiful and great. And then what happened to it happened to it, which is it just took off because it was, you know, it became bigger than life. And so it was great. I mean, it was fabulous to be part of both of those movies. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, Pixar is just the best. I'm a, such a big Pixar fan. Their campus is amazing. Their movies are amazing. Oh, of God. Of course, yeah. I love Finding Nemo, love Finding Dory. If you had to pick a favorite Pixar movie, aside from Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, which one would you pick? I loved The Incredibles. Mm. And I don't think there is one that I've went, Meh. each one that comes out that's new that I've seen, I love a lot, but I thought The Incredibles was really funny. Yeah. I imagine you could do a great Edna mode. <laughs> it's funny. I was on the phone. I had gone to the dentist and I was on the phone trying to get an appointment for something. And the woman said to me, wait, was Holly Hunter in The Incredibles? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I was talking without like a lip. I was talking. Like I had, I've been to the dentist. And she was like, you sound like Holly Hunter in The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment at the time, I'm sure. <laughs> Did not sound like Holly Hunter, but she was trying to find something nice to say. But that's my final answer. <laughs> final answer. <laughs> Millionaire, another good ABC Disney show. So we end every interview with this question. What is your favorite Disney memory? Wow. Okay. This gets a little dark again. That's just me. So <laughs> I grew up in Ohio. And in terms of childhood things... I had gotten a job at Disney World, which was really fun. I did the, you know, Kids of the Kingdom show there or whatever. I was really young, but I had never gone to the park with my family to enjoy it. And I got married in 2008, and my husband, who is a big Disney fan and his sons, we would go to Disney, and it was the first time I really experienced it, but I was an adult and I turned into a kid. And again, and I had such joy and such, that is really special to me. Just to that opportunity to go to Disneyland, not Disney World, Disneyland, because I'm in California half mm -hmm. the time. And to just experience that. I mean, if you've never experienced it, even as an adult, it's an incredibly beautiful time and a fun time. And I mean, the flying over thing, and I mean, it's magical. So I didn't experience that really until later in life. And it that's my favorite memory. Oh, that's a great memory. Oh, I, I love that. I don't need to make you sad or anything, but it <laughs> is my favorite memory. <laughs> oh, well, I did like you. the paycheck yeah. from Finding Nemo. I did like that. That's good. That was an animated movie. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being with us. This was Thanks awesome. Thanks for putting up with me. Oh my, this was hilarious, and you're fantastic. And congratulations right, on the movie. Thank you. I can't wait for everyone to see it. I really can't. Wow, I cannot believe we got to talk to Deb and Flo. Vicky yeah. Lewis is amazing. This is <laughs> so amazing. Good. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, as always, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.